Yes, we're halfway through 2023. Well, more oh, than halfway through. I know. Because what? Halfway is the end of June. Yeah, yeah. We're so way, we're eight. We're, we're eight. Behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're two months behind. <laughs> Oof. Oof. I thought we were going to skip this year. It's tradition, but I was like, well, I don't know when we'll have time. And then luckily, there were just a bunch of duds in this August theater lineup. So. Yeah, Here I guess we, we could have talked about strays. Really, <laughs> I think what happened was the you moving and then the Barbenheimer really took the spot yeah, yeah, that we yeah, normally yeah. would have done the like first half of the year top 10 lists, yeah. which is what we're doing this week. But honestly, nothing really <laughs> like has anything come out this month at all that would even get close to our list. Like not by my yeah, estimation <laughs> so well red white and royal blue you red white and royal blue it. that's right strays a classic <laughs> yeah. voyage of the the last voyage of the of the dawn treader with dracula <laughs> i was like wait there's another dawn treader but no yeah you tried to make me watch that and i said no thanks so uh here we are well then it got like a 12 percent on rotten tomato so i didn't actually end up going to see it oh, either but i'm sorry all I your know. Dracula dreams, just disappointment but, after you know disappointment what? this year. But, but that's that feels like a plane movie to me. I'm like <laughs> that. That is something I would watch on a plane if they don't well, have fall for me to watch again. <laughs> this time with volume, yeah. the whole the, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited to do this. I feel like there was a moment there where I was like, "Wow, I am not like." Like the movies have been good, but not great, and I was like, mm, "I don't think this top ten will even be like." remarkable but but now i feel like in a good place last year with everything everywhere all at once yeah it was so good i feel like we came into this episode knowing that it was going to be our number one and then we came into the end of the year knowing it was going to be our number one and so there was a little lack of suspense and also i feel like last year that was great but then the other movies from the first half were a little bit like "Eh." i remember like the nine ten sort of picks being like yikes like this should <laughs> like we should not be recommending this to anybody but this year i feel like yeah i think we started strong with some good movies early on and then have had like some steady solid picks yeah nothing i feel like that has been necessarily like life-changing for me but a lot of good stuff i feel like this has been a good year so far and i'm excited for the fall lineup so yeah i I feel like that these lists will probably be very different from our end of the year list which is (laughs) nice yeah maybe i mean and the other thing we're contending with is the fact that you're like you you're like in a different sphere now, like as a film critic and a, and a, like, what would but, we call it? Pop but like, culture yes reporter. no, <laughs> because on one hand, like, yes, I do see a lot of stuff, but a lot of it is like weird sort of, <laughs> I don't know, weird. Like I see a lot of things in the fall and yeah, the winter, yeah. like, yeah. like 
in the next couple months, I'll probably double the amount of movies I've seen <laughs> this year just because of all of the festival screenings and stuff that I go to. Right. But the first half of the year, I feel like I'm mostly seeing the same stuff you're seeing. Like, sure, I might see something that was like at Sundance earlier than you do, but I feel like everything on my list is something that you could have easily seen or have seen. Yeah. And yeah, I don't... Um, Okay, and I didn't and I didn't put anything on here that hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. Okay, fair rule. I'm glad to know those parameters. Um I also spoke to you privately offline about privately. um your new presence on Letterboxd really giving me an extra edge um to what you think of movies in real time and I can see your ranking your ratings and thus if I wanted, I could easily predict your top 10, but I I stopped myself. I didn't cheat, okay? I'm nothing if not honest. So I'll say this, though. Like, I rank stuff on Letterboxd, like, as I'm watching it. And then sometimes in thinking about it later, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like this less or I like this more. And I don't really ever go back and, like, change things. Okay. So I don't know if we looked at my Letterboxd <laughs> ranking, like, or, or however they like, do that, if story. that would be the same 10 movies. Like, obviously, these movies are movies I liked, but, like... I think there might be things in that list that aren't in this list yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I also feel like we did a better job as as podcast hosts of picking good movies to review. Um, whereas I feel like in past years, we've done so many trash episodes that like our top 10 is actually like things we haven't talked about yet. And so I'm interested to see the percentage of movies that we've actually done full episodes on that have made it to the top 10 for you and uh, for me. <laughs> I think I'm trying to think of what we've done episodes on, but I think that there's three from my list that we've done episodes on. Oh, okay. A new clue. I'm trying to think. Okay. I have one, three, four. I mean. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have five. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer number <laughs> one. We know that. Um, yeah. So usually what we do is we try to guess each other's top three. Yes. Um, I'm going to guess for you that Barbie is definitely on that list. Mm. Um, I'm going to say How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Mm. I feel like that's a little blast from the pasty, but we both liked it. And then... Um, Huh. I, I guess I'll go with um, Across the Spider-Verse because that, that's okay. something that also you really like the first one. So yeah. that, those are my three choices for you. Yeah, I was trying to think of you. And I think I think Past Lives is one that will pop up. I haven't had the pleasure yet. Um, and I want to say – I want to say Spider-Verse. <laughs> I want to believe in that. And then I feel like something ridiculous is going to prop up there like like Megan. Like I think that <laughs> I think that's where we're getting. Uh, well, we'll have to like find out. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, best movie of the year, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh, um, <laughs> okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, and... let me go first cuz okay. I'm really unhappy with my number 10. I okay. feel like it just creeped in there. Okay. Um, but it's it's fast 10. Um, oh, I know. okay. <laughs> this did not. Yeah, no, this was not. This is not on my list. 
<laughs> I know. We did a whole episode about it. I think it's so silly and like it's not necessarily the best of the Fast and Furious franchise, but I think it serves itself well. And especially in a year of like part ones, I think it did a good job of being its own film while also leaving enough that I'm excited to see what on earth they pull out for this Fast 11. Um and I still stand by that this is some of Jason Momoa's best work. So Oh yeah. yeah. No, Jason Momoa is great in it. Honestly, I think part of the issue with Faz Den for me is that when you said it, I said, ah, but it was so annoying when they killed the girl on the bridge. Like she shouldn't have died. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, no, that was Mission Impossible <laughs> Dead Reckoning. Which were the same movie, just yeah. like different versions. Different tones for sure. But this um, one's more fun. Definitely. Yeah. No, I mean I liked Fast X. I think that was somewhere like in the teens or 20s on my yeah. list like it wasn't it wasn't in the top 10 or close but you know it like was serviceable <laughs> serviceable yeah. it was serviceable um my top 10 yeah to go off of you sort of expecting zany things in here is uh cocaine bear <laughs> which i like nobody else seemed to love this movie i thought it was a camp <sighs> masterpiece it was so chaotic yes. and so just like zany off the wall weirdness but gory the fact that they were trying to sell us on a romance between margot martindale and jesse tyler ferguson <laughs> will just forever be a choice to me that i don't understand but appreciate honestly margot martindale was everything in this movie she was <laughs> So she funny. Was the moment. Yeah, she was the moment, honey. <laughs> uh, and the back half of the movie, I feel like, did sort of peter out for me a bit and wasn't as strong. But the first half, I loved, and everything with Margot Martindale was incredible. And the scene Disgusting. where she, where she uh, like shoots through the cottage door or whatever and kills the guy and doesn't kill it, like her getting dragged along behind the ambulance in the stretcher, like there's just so much good stuff. <laughs> that I, I don't know. I like I. I just have such good feelings for Cocaine Bear. It was like teetering on the edge, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna put it in there. We're gonna make a number ten. Yeah, I don't know um, if you'll be happy with our end of your rankings when it comes to that. Um, uh, rude, but... <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm glad you found joy in it. Um, my number nine, I think, is one you've never watched, maybe never heard of. It's they cloned Tyrone, which is a Netflix I saw, movie. I saw like um. Uh, subway advertisements for oh, it, yeah, but I didn't yeah. see. But I didn't see it. What is it about? So it's Jamie Foxx and John Boyega and Tiona Paris, who's from like WandaVision. I love her. Yeah, she's so good in this movie. And so it's basically like this weird. Um, it it's like this dark comedy about this unlikely trio. One's a pimp, one's the sex worker, and one's this drug dealer, and they fall into this this like government conspiracy that they're trying to solve and to figure out that there's like a nefarious entity that's basically, you know, don't want to give too much away, but they're manipulating black America and kind of uh, interesting and, and funny ways. And then obviously horribly dark ways as well. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It's very like you know, it has like a strong voice and I like that. It's very like short, quick, easy to get into. The performances are great. Jamie Foxx and like I said, Tiana Paris is so fun. Um, it has like really good reviews. I think it has a 100% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is rare. Um, but it's just like, I don't want to say fun too much because it is like really dark, but they play it well for the laughs and the, you know, not yeah. funny haha, but funny sad 
Okay. Yeah. Love, funny, sad. Uh, interesting. No, that does sound good and does sound like something that I would like. I'm shocked that there wasn't more hullabaloo around that. Yeah. Or more advertising. But I think I guess it was right Netflix around the time Netflix like raised their prices. Everyone was leaving. Like no one could watch it. And you know, it was the era mm. of this account is not the main account. Please pay oh, for yeah. more. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I think I lucked out in seeing it because my parents never use Netflix. So Netflix thinks I'm the primary <laughs> address. Gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I I I used it for good. And I, I watched They Clone Tyrone. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, you are going to not like it. it well, I don't think you even saw it. It is Bo is Afraid, Ari Aster's <laughs> third <laughs> movie, a Freudian journey into madness. Uh, <sighs> this is just like such a big, like bold, bombastic move. And I love Ari Aster so much. And I feel like while this had the potential to be like real, like film bro, navel gazy douchebaggery for myself, it like got up to that line, but didn't cross it and was sort of like a critique of that mindset. And mm-hmm. I think that the fact that I went to a screening that Ari Aster like talked about it yeah. afterwards and it seemed like a very just lovely, normal human being was part of that because I find a lot of film screenings where the director comes up afterwards and you're like, wow, what an asshole. Uh, Patty Lapone gives a great performance. There's some really, really funny things in here. And also just like the set design is incredible. Like so, so intricate. There's so many things going on in the background. Um, there's some really fantastic sequences that I sort of like won't be able to get out of my mind or, you know, will remember for a long time. So I think that there's a lot here to offer, even if it is sort of like a wild movie and a bit too long and there are pieces of it that don't sort of work. Um, yeah, I really liked it, yeah. but not definitely a acquired <laughs> not for everyone wouldn't recommend it for lots of yeah. people <laughs> yeah. including you, you. me yeah yes <laughs> truly nothing about it appealed to me and even less so when i read the spoilers but you yeah. know not everything can be for everyone um so That's i'm glad true. it found its audience in mm-hmm. you <laughs> perfect mommy issues galore um okay my number eight is the follow-up to john john cho's searching so this one is called Missing. Oh, yes. I never saw this. Oh, yeah. No, it's delightful. It's everything shown through screens on a computer. So it's very like, you know, kitschy, but it works well. And it's the same team who wrote Searching and directed it. And um, this one stars Storm Reed. Um, it's streaming on Netflix if you're interested. But basically, it's the story of a teen girl who lost her father at a young age and has a tense relationship with her mother and her new boyfriend. And then her mother goes missing on vacation with this boyfriend. And June, the daughter, is like looking for answers and starts to unravel some surprising secrets about her her mom and her parentage. So it was really surprisingly good at creating tension. Um, I think searching is more like it's almost more quiet, like character study. And this one is strangely more action, like psychological thriller, which is hard to do when you're limited to like FaceTime calls and whatnot. Um, so it can, it did feel maybe a little bit more soapy, but, but it was a lot of fun and like still very twisty and surprising and 
I honestly didn't see it coming and very fast paced, easy to watch, a good time for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, perfect. Both of these movies sound like plane movies that I yeah. will be watching <laughs> yeah. at some point in the future. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, my number eight is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yes. Which was just so delightful so and cute. I loved so much. So cute. I feel like it was a perfect movie where sort of like nothing happens, but everything happens. It was a really gorgeous depiction, I think, of like family dynamics and motherhood and growing up and puberty and friendship. And it all felt so real and so lived in. Um, all of the actors I thought did a great job. They did a wonderful job casting all of the the young girls in it. And yeah, I, it was just such a joy to watch. It was something that I wasn't expecting to necessarily like, like or um, or have it hit me in the way that it did just because, you know, it's sort of like a kid's movie. But uh, yeah. But yeah, it like really worked in a lot of ways and I really, really enjoyed it and feel like it it should have gotten a lot more attention and um, praise than it got. It sort of just like came and went. Yeah, I've made like every woman in my life watch it and they've all loved it. So it is. Yeah, I don't sweet. know how you could watch it and not love it. It's, yeah. it's like such a charming movie. Yes. Yeah. Perfect word. It'll come up later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I assumed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before that, I also watched this rom-com called Rye Lane. It's like a British rom-com. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Um, it's two actors who kind of – it's like their breakout role. They haven't really been in anything else that I recognize or saw on their IMDb pages. But it's like – Basically, two of these 20-somethings wandering through South London on this, like, one day where they're reeling from mutual breakups. Um, and so they're helping each other get over their exes while also maybe potentially, you know, Ooh. getting some feelings. Um, it's really cute. It's, like, one of those quiet, like, rom-coms. Like, there is a lot of comedy in it and, like, a lot of sort of funny zany moments but ultimately it just feels like a very real couple of people just trying to like figure out what they need and value and want and it's filmed in a really like distinct way like almost through this like fish islands where everything is really centered on the screen so it has a very distinct style to it that I appreciated and plus having something so so targeted in its set where it's like very specific to South London is always like fun to me because you get to kind of explore this feel this like lived in feeling of a community um and it's like very well reviewed I think it's has like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes like everyone who's seen it loves it so if you're looking for like one of those you know rom-coms I feel like it's a good fit um it's probably somewhere in between something like oh, what was the one you loved last year that i just did not like where it's like uh, the, uh, the the the, Char the charlie girl. day one yeah <laughs> yes yes um uh, yeah. i want you back yeah so it's like similar to that but more towards your classic like rom-com meet cute the girl gets the guy type vibe yeah, no, it sounds like something I would like. Because I yeah. also loved, um, what was the one with the girl from uh, da, 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 uh, Pen15? That were the, yeah, the yeah. wedding dates. I feel like that, oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like it has a similar kind of uh, 
Like I love right. a rom com that's like not studio y, you know, yeah, that's yeah. like a little bit more normal. Yeah, it's a little but more funnier. Indie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little more indie. That's what yeah. we like. Um, okay, my number seven is an Australian movie called Of an Age mm. that uh that I actually feel like you would really enjoy if you okay watched it. I don't know what streaming service it's on. Um, I think it played Sundance maybe and then sort of came out but in like a very limited release. It's sort it's set in two timelines and in the first one or I it's like two parts. And in the first part it's this boy who's closeted. Um he's in Australia. He has this best friend who's sort of this chaotic girl and he has uh like a sort of almost like moonlight kind of esque like romantic encounter with this boy, but he's not out yet and nothing. So, and it sort of like doesn't happen. And then we cut to a number of years later at this girl's wedding where the, the, you know, boy who is now out and, and living elsewhere comes back and sort of reconnects with her and with the brother and sort of this trio of people and how their lives have changed over this time period. Hmm. And it's very like touching. It's also sort of sad. It has a kind of, it's like Moonlight in that it's dealing with, uh, you know, coming out and those sort of dynamics over different time periods and sort of this like, not unrequited love, but like these like connections that you sort of have that aren't really like relationships, but just sort of moments. And it was really beautifully done. It's also really funny in parts. And I think the actors are great. It's yeah. I don't, I, I don't know where it's streaming, but it must be it streaming. It is someplace. on Amazon. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. Screenshotted it, saved for later. I'll give it perfect. a try. I, I feel like you and I don't always connect on these sort That's of quiet true. indies where That's it's like true. I love watching people eat tomatoes in a field for an hour, but But I'll if try. you don't like it, then that's a little homophobic. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. You're no? right. There right? is that. Yeah. I am an ally. Um okay, number six probably isn't even on your top ten. Definitely not on your top ten at this point. But we did do an episode about it. And it is the Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh no, I like the Dungeons and Dragons. I think that was like maybe 15 on my list. It yeah. was higher. We both like that. That was yeah. surprising. I think about yeah. the scene with the bird man getting <laughs> wrestled out the yeah. window with like fair regularity. Yeah. It's cute. I stand by it. Everything I said in our episode. And um it's streaming on Paramount Plus. So if anyone's been on the fence about watching it, I think it's like it's a good it's a good easy funny movie that's surprisingly heartfelt. And I I love the the twist it takes in how it values like a built family, like a like a community more than just romance. I don't know. I just thought it was really sweet and I've watched it. I made Rob watch it again and I still thought it was funny and sweet. So Oh, yeah, good. and like M- Michelle Rodriguez is really fun yeah. in it. I really liked um, uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, is sort of like the great. villain. He's a good he was villain. Like up let to him some be fun creepy. shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Um. Okay. My number six. We've also done an episode on. It is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Okay. Okay. Hater. Which I, I really <laughs> did like. Um. I. I mean, I love the first one. I love the second one. I think the second one. 
it's like it's a middle piece so there's certain things i guess like kind of in the setup right. of it that it doesn't quite have i think the same like levels of payoff mm. in all of the ways that the first one did but i think it's a like the animation style is gorgeous the whole sequence with all the spider-man when they're in the like spider-man world and chasing him down i thought was great um, I'm really excited for the third one and for the sort of original gang from the first one to be back. Uh, yeah, so I I really did like this movie a lot and think it's great and think, you know, it'll probably win the Oscar for Best Animated Film, hopefully. I yeah. mean, maybe there'll be something better that comes out. I don't think it's going to get beaten by Elemental, but... <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did that we do an episode on Elemental? Yes, we yes, did. Yes, we did. Yeah, oh my gosh. That it. was bad. I know. That was bad. Wow. I know. I know. Yikes, the fire people. <laughs> well, you you got a little, you know, uh racist in your <laughs> in your belief of segregation, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's fine. We don't have to I, revisit that. I don't remember that, but um, I'm going to say it's You're a like, lot. why can't the fire people just go off on their own? They're causing so many problems. Well, it made no sense that, like, the other three groups, like, don't actively harm each other. And then the fire people are just, like, burning things down. And they're like, well, we got to figure out a way to make this work. Yes. Yes. You do have to make a way. It's, it's, anyways, 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 anyways. Um, number five for me is, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Which, again, uh, charming, well. delightful. No notes. I would love, honestly, I would love a spinoff of just Rachel McAdams staring uh, at birds, hoping to paint them and trying to find her meaning in this new domestic life. Um, cutting out the what was it, the stars for the ceiling and yeah. then don't hang them up after all. Yeah. Just trying to be a good mom and not knowing how to be a good woman at the same time. It's just like, it's great. It's good stuff. There's a lot of layers to the film that surprised me. Um, and again, the performances were just fun. My sister-in-law was like, I don't remember being excited for my period. And I was like, I don't even know if I was, but it felt real in the moment. You know, it's a good movie to, even if you don't identify per se with the, with the thirst for (laughs) womanhood, I think it still reminded me a lot of just that age. And, and it's just a sweet film. Well, there definitely are, like, two types of families. There's, like, the family where you're, like, so excited to be hitting puberty and growing up. And it's like, yeah, you got an armpit hair. And then there's, <laughs> like, the family where that sort of uh, it feels, like, more taboo somehow yeah. or another. Yeah. And I definitely was in the latter. Like, nobody was getting excited at my house for any sort of developmental issues. I think it was, like, uh, you can deal with that on your own, and uh, let's not talk about it. Fun times, fun times. Trauma, trauma, trauma. (laughs) Trauma, trauma. Intergenerational trauma. Um, Okay, my number five. You are not going to like. It is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. That is ridiculous. You didn't see it. I know, but I feel like no one thought it was good. I feel like people liked it. Hmm. I I hated his last one, but I really loved this one. It was different people. I mean, probably the. (laughs) You know, it's it's this camp for like uh, brainiac kids set in the desert where they're gonna like watch stars and stuff, and so these kids come, and their parents tag along with them, and it's really an interesting portrait i think about grief because both the scarlett johansson character and the jason schwartzman character are like 
you know, grieving different things and how they sort of connect. And I think all of the characters are really funny and quirky and interesting, but they all sort of like get their own time and have their own narratives. And there's some really, I think, strong scenes that pop out that stick in my mind. And I like Wes Anderson movies, you know, like the art, the vibe, the you know, miniatures and the symmetry and the colors are things that I enjoy. And yes, like at a certain point, you're like, okay, we've seen this before. But I think this one, I think that a lot of times Wes Anderson is more style over substance. And I think Mm -hmm. that this one for me had a lot more substance in it than his last couple movies have. And so I appreciated that element of it. (laughs) So I know the controversial opinion, but, (laughs) but there it is it's uh you know i think that's a that's like the summary on rotten tomatoes i remember it's like this isn't gonna make any new fans of wes anderson but if you can stomach him now you'll probably like this movie (laughs) (laughs) perfect great yeah so yeah there you go you have it um yeah i probably won't be watching that um i mean you don't have to yeah yeah that's my last movie on the list that is one that you would hate Oh, okay. I think the four that are left are... Well, yeah. The four that are left, I think you would like in some capacity. <laughs> Hi, Bruce. Um, Okay, number four for me, which this was a tough one. This was a tough call. But it was just eked out. It just was pushed out by one other movie to come. But How to Blow Up a Pipeline, number four for me. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. And <laughs> honestly, radicalizing, revolutionary. I hope... I hope the title comes to fruition <laughs> more and more. Um, no, I think, you know, we did an episode on this and I stand by it. Such a great film. I actually don't remember what if it's streaming. Let me check because I think more people should watch this. Because again, it was basically iced out of theaters, which is my conspiracy theory of the day. I cannot believe how quickly this was just like, you know, Given one Chevron, one showing. Sunco was like, yes. we gotta get this out of here. Literally, um, it was shadow ban. Wait, no, it's not even available on. I mean, yeah, you can exactly. Rent it for a dollar ninety nine. Wow, 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 it's wow, 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 wow. No one wants you to see this movie. Yes. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So honestly, it is good, and I think everyone should watch it, if only to appreciate, you know, support to support small artists. Um, that's how you should spin it. You know, it's not propaganda. It's not anti-government, anti-establishment nonsense. It's high art. Um, it's high art. And it, it is encouraging eco-terrorism. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say I disapprove of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it makes a strong case for itself, let's say. Um, yes. And it does it by really just highlighting really interesting characters that feel real, feel like well drawn out, even in the very, you know, uh, straightforward, heisty elements that we get. So there's a lot we don't, you know, know about these people, but they all feel really believable. And I think that's tough to pull off in an ensemble style show where someone always has to be like a cliche or kind of like there for a purpose that doesn't feel really realistic. But all of these people, all of their motivations, all of their decisions, they feel really realistic and relatable in this in these trying times. 
it's if AOC wrote Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> and that's a movie I will be watching over Yeah, over exactly. We'll, we'll be revisiting this shortly. Um, okay, good. My number four is The Blackening, which oh, yes. is a super fun uh, horror comedy that came out earlier this year that sort of uses the trope of the black character dies first in a horror movie to create a really great commentary on society and race where all of the characters who are stuck in the house are black. And so they have to determine like which one of them is the blackest. And that's the one who should die first in the horror movie or the horror scenario that's happening. And the writers do a really good job of making all of the characters sort of like different aspects of the black experience. And so like the way that they interact with each other and talk with each other and sort of like try to throw each other under the bus to be the quote unquote most black person um, is really funny. It's a really smart movie. It's a really funny movie. And it's also a really good horror movie. I think at the same time, it's not like terrifying. It has more of a scream, happy death day energy than something like, you know, saw or barbarian, (laughs) but it's a lot of uh, fun and really smart. And yeah, this is the, this is the type of horror movie that I feel like you could watch Shelby. Oh, I did watch it. Oh, okay. Perfect. I did. I did. Well, there I you go. watched it. I liked it. I felt like it was predictable. I don't know yes. if I'm just like super. Well, the, yeah, the like horror elements I definitely think were. <laughs> but it was funny. I almost wish there'd been more like because eventually, you know, they break apart and they have to go survive their own like, you know, situations. But the the most humor is always when they're all together, kind of judging oh, yeah. each other. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Lots of fun performances, too. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun performances. Yeah. Pretty dark. Pretty dark if you you pull pull back and look at it. But yes. funny. <laughs> but funny. It's very much like, yeah, it's like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies meets Scream, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. Top three. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this one. It's, it's, might be recency bias because I just watched it like literally this week, but I had been wanting to watch it for a while. I finally got a Peacock login and it's Polite Society. I don't know if you've heard of this. Wait. Yes. This is like, um, is this, it's like Bollywood? Yeah. It's like a British, it's like a British, uh, Indian family. Like it, it's like Bollywood but it's set in Britain currently. And it's like basically this teenage girl wants to be the best like martial artist um, stunt woman. And she starts to become frustrated that her older sister has decided to get married and give up her dream, her own dreams. And so she enlists her friends to kind of stop the wedding and like assert the importance of, female independence and then it turns into this wild like you know conspiracy and there's a lot of dance sequences fights a lot of humor like it's a lot of fun it's very zany it's very much triple r but make it feminist you know it's like (laughs) probably not as campy as rrr but um but still has that like lovable like bollywood sensibilities um while also being like a very sharp uh delightful like adolescent i don't know it it kind of just coming of age but also just sticking it to the man type of british rye humor you expect so there's a lot of fun to be had 
Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check this one out because I definitely got emails about it when it was releasing, but I think yeah. it was – Yeah. I, it came it, out it in like out? February or something. Like it's yeah. been out. It came I'm out like, did very it come quietly. Out in theaters? Yeah, it was in theaters for a okay. while. Um, I would like see it pop up on my app and be like, I should find time to see that. But it just – didn't work out because someone was making me go see Megan instead. Um, <laughs> but no. Well, Megan, Megan, which could be in your top two. So yeah. could be coming. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I think uh, the actors, I didn't know any of them, but they they were all very strong. And while it gets kind of like out there as far as the, you know, nefarious uh, undertones, um, it's just like a lot of joy and you know, resistance and sisterhood. And there's a lot of school, like British school humor, which is always fun. Um, So it's a good time. Good time. Well, you know that when I pick movies, it's like I either want the most boring movie or the most deranged movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so I <laughs> so feel like this, yeah, this could work. Um, okay. My number three is my favorite horror movie of the year so far, oh, which is Talk to Me. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's right. But you haven't watched this no, yet. No, I didn't. No. Um, it's so good. It's so <laughs> scary. It's this uh, high also also set in Australia. Oh, perfect. Yes. Look at you. Um, I know. What am so, like Australian so cinema. You've got to be watching it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. These Australian brothers made it. The premise is that these high schoolers have this hand, this like sort of ceramic hand kind of cursed object. And if you... Uh, hold the hand and say, talk to me. Your body is sort of inhabited by the spirit of a dead person. You get kind of like a high from it. And, but you have to, you have to end it in 90 seconds or otherwise the, you know, sort of spirit stays with you for longer. And of course, because these are high schoolers and they're using it like as a prank, things go bad and some murderous spirits get into some teenagers and all kinds of gruesome and bloody things happen. It's really scary, and I. it's a pretty simple premise, and I think that the way that the story kind of works and then comes to an end is really clever, and and it, it's one of those movies that's, like, simple, but sort of, like, ties itself up really nicely in a bow at the end, and it's pretty short, and, uh, and yeah, I... You know, I'm always looking for a good horror movie that's actually going to be scary because I feel like I've watched too many at this point. And this is definitely the one this year where I was like, you know, sort of yelping and jumping in my seat. (laughs) Well, and it's another uh, indie indie piece, another low budget film. Look at you supporting the arts. I know we're supporting supporting indie, supporting low (laughs) budget. I'm sure that both of the movies that you have left are (laughs) very low budget films and are not large corporate money crowds. Definitely, definitely. Um, But no, talk to me. I have you ever watched The Descent? Because I feel like you'd like it. I don't think so. Is that the one where they go in a cave? Yeah. See, I hate caves. Well, like you want to be scared, so it's like you right, can't have it but, both ways. Yeah, but 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 like caves are actually like make They're me too anxious. Real. <laughs> yeah, like no, like I I hate caves like as a person. Me too. So I feel like that's different. Like I would just make me like. Like every now and again, I have a dream about a cave, and they're yeah. the worst. Like I hate them. I well, it sounds like you need to up. get over your fear to enjoy 
true horror. Yeah, honestly, I was talking with my therapist earlier, <laughs> and he and we were talking about like what things you know we sort of like wanted to work on or whatever. Yeah. And maybe a few things is one <laughs> of them. I, I've exploded. always just sort of, sort of been like, well, I'm afraid of them, so there it is. <laughs> but maybe there's a deep seated trauma that it's I probably need to get into. Probably to do with being closeted and a fear of. Um, you know, honestly, closed spaces and true. you know, vaginal imagery. So there's something there. <laughs> something yes, I am very afraid of vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> my two, my two fears. Yeah. Caves and vaginas. Ugh. Well, I watched The Descent and it did scar me. So oh, I feel okay, like perfect. you should be up to it. But whatever. Hmm. Every time you mention, yeah, no, I, I yeah. <laughs> and the ending of helpful. Talk to Me reminds me of. Uh, the vibes of the descent. So that's why I brought it up. But neither here nor there. Um, I, my greatest fear is bringing up this movie again with you because it always leads to just frustration. But number two for me is in fact, Barbie. I love you. At least it's not number one. Thank (laughs) goodness. The funniest thing is literally this weekend, I was at the gym and I was listening to the Barbie soundtrack as one does when one needs extra motivation. I was was listening to the Barbie soundtrack this week. I was freaking singing along like partying hard to Ryan Gosling's cover of Push which again is just like chef's kiss perfection and then I get a call from Rob and he's like did you feel it and I was like what he's like there was an earthquake (laughs) and I did not in fact feel it my first earthquake in LA I've never experienced an earthquake before and I guess I still haven't because I was so lost in the 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 sweet sweet sound of Ryan Gosling's warblings that I just were you on like the elliptical or something? No, I was literally like walking back home, like I was just like oh. headed up the stairs, like just fist pumping to. Thank you, and then mm. I missed it. I missed it all. Rob wow. and Penny shaking in their boots. Holding on for dear life under the table. Uh, no, it wasn't like that big a deal, but it was felt. It was meant to be felt. And I don't know what that says about me that I did not, in fact, I feel mean, it. if we were ranking best movie soundtracks of the year, I feel like this would be a warranted spot Thank for you. Yeah, Barbie. I'll take so that. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I think it just. Uh, the discourse it has brought about the the empowerment of women like i just i know your excuses blah 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 blah, blah, blah. i just don't respect them like that's that's where we are <laughs> no i mean i do i I'm very, very glad that Barbie did so well, that Oppenheimer did so well, that they have, you know, reinvigorated theaters. I love that a female-led movie, a female-directed movie made this much money. I feel like this is going to to hopefully open some doors to projects in the future. Also, like, obviously this was an IP play, but, like, original content, which Mm -hmm. we love, like, Mm -hmm. especially with movies like fast x mission impossible the marvel <laughs> movies like not necessarily doing as well this summer yeah. and barbie really swooping in and being great i think has done a lot for with what will come in the next couple of years in movies which i'm excited about and there were lots of things about the barbie movie that i liked Perfect. i just love a positive spin <laughs> yes i'm just did not like the corporate overlord energy <laughs> Just but can't. you know what? I can't. That's what. That's why my number two is how to blow up a pipeline. Which oh, okay, is, perfect. You know, more my. I love that for you, honestly. Things. I love the growth I've seen in you these past six, five, year, five years. Five. 
We we literally just did the episode, Shelby. I couldn't remember which one. I guess we're in year six currently. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, So I love that. Yeah, How to Blow a Pipeline. It's great. I love a heist movie. I think the characters are all really interesting. I love the message. It's so tense. I love kind of the little twist that we get at the end. I like the structure of the script and how we sort of get the story from these various different perspectives like it's short it's uh it's you know an indie movie that's low budget but really uses that to its advantage like i loved this movie so so much and i'm so glad that i watched it and i do think it's like almost a perfect film and that no one's talking about it because Mm -hmm. of corporations so yeah there we go exactly and you know what Good news moment. Montana, there was a group of youth who like sued the government for their right to a clean and healthy environment and they won. So it's like it's like policy matters in this weird little <laughs> pretend government we've built for ourselves. Um, but that's a great precedent and hopefully we see more and more action that um comes about not because oh the youth will save us but because they're we're i'm middle-aged now which is hard to accept but uh, i don't think we're middle-aged we're nearing middle-aged middle-aged is 35 really i mean middle like how old is are you that, gonna live to like what do you think is that like is that the, i feel like middle-aged though like as a term is like people <laughs> in their like 40s and 50s you're now. just putting it off you're just putting i'm like middle-aged is like about, 98 would right you have said your parents were young or middle-aged when, when i was a child, a child i don't know yeah, they were middle-aged like you know that's it anyways it doesn't matter we don't my have parents to didn't even this. have me until they were in their 30s so okay okay well you're right i'm not i'm not saying i'm you know over the hill I'm saying I'm in my middle age. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the you middle know. ages of, yeah, exactly. of I'm, our lives. I'm, I'm in the depending middle. On how, depending <laughs> on how long we live. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess like what? If you live to 62, you're in your, or 64 now, you're in it's your like, middle age? This is how I view it, right? We have like your, uh, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda said we have three acts. So your 30s, your 30s to 60s, and your 60s to 90s. So I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle act. I'm in the middle age. See, I think you are in the middle act of your life. I th- I still think I'm you're in like, the first you're, act of mine. You've been held back. You've been held back. Yes, still- no. I got a late start. <laughs> Actually, I, I think that. my life my life has four stages, yeah. and I am in stage two of yeah, it. But stage 1. one was 1. hellish. Yeah. So we... That's the fair assessment. The two didn't really get off and the 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 starting block until later. Then it shut out. Yeah, and Uh, I believe age is just a number. So if you want to identify as a young, that's so (laughs) true. I identify as a teenager now. No, not really. Um, okay, number one, number one. Number oh yeah, one. number Drum one for roll, me. Please. Number one for me. Oh, okay. Wait. So this has to be Spider Verse. Yes, it is. Okay. So you did good. You got two okay, out of three. Perfect. Great. Two out of three. Um, Spider Verse. I loved it. I think the art is so interesting. I think the way they tell their story is so compelling. Like having the different uh, characters and cultures and all of it. I think they do such a masterful job that it's like uh, just uh, the sheer. The sheer undertaking is just so impressive to me that even though this is a part one of two, and so the story might not have been as you know satisfying, I think it was still surprising. It was still 
engrossing. It was so interesting. And the setup alone is so compelling that I'm like, yeah, like take it all the laurels. I love it for you. It is gorgeous. Yeah. The animation's incredible. Did you yeah. see the new Ninja Turtles movie? No. Because I haven't seen it, but people were saying that the animation's incredible and that it was yeah. giving them Spider-Verse vibes. Yeah. And I was sort of like, like yeah. and I, I kind of want to watch it now because I feel like also last year Puss in Boots kind of came out of nowhere mm -hmm. as like a, wait, this is good. And yeah. I love this. I love this dynamic of like this old tired franchise wheels out <laughs> an animated movie that everyone's like, this is going to suck yeah. balls. And and then it turns out to be an incredible masterpiece. So uh, masterpiece, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I don't want to cast judgment. I've never been into the Puss and Boots, Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Puss and Boots. That was okay. It was good. It was good. Um, okay. The thing about Spider Verse is um, it's being postponed, you know, because of the strike. So um, hopefully we'll see this. But they haven't announced a new date for it. It was supposed to come out in March 2024, but has now been, Wait, why TBD. been pushed back. Oh, well, because the studio is reshuffling its schedule. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, okay. I was and like, because it's already like. It's not done. Like, this is the problem with. Right, but it's written. No, no, no. It's written. I'm sure yeah. it's been like the voice work has been done, yeah. but the art and stuff and the um, design of it is still. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, I stand with the freaking VX the design, whatever. They're they're mm -hmm. overworked. They're they're given too hard of deadlines, even on mm -hmm. something like Spider-Verse. So hopefully they have the time to do it right. Cause I stand with the studio execs. You I feel you like would. they're just yeah. really <laughs> they know what's going on. Like, I think they have some good ideas. The demands are too much. <laughs> they're too much. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Who deserves like, the biggest payout? It's they the dude. they want food? It's the dude like the bring your own. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, okay like how your... often kids you need to use the bathroom like once a day is probably okay <laughs> once a day is probably too generous. okay okay a hint a hint for my favorite or favorite did i get it right bulletproof <laughs> nothing to lose i knew it i knew you would do something that's unhinged no <laughs> no it's not it's your number one you're blind for imagine megan. i did love megan no my number one is past lives you got that oh, okay, correct perfect. as well which i don't I'm pretty sure it does not feature the song Titanium yeah, by Sia, it. but but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, eh, maybe it's in there somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, yeah, no, I loved Past Lives. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, it is uh, you know, one of those like sad sort of unrequited <laughs> love love triangle movies, and also sort of one of the quiet, boring movies, but. I don't know. I feel like there's just so much like emotion to it and the acting is so good and the writing is so good. It feels very real and like lived in, even though, um, you know, obviously it's a movie. There's such like specificity to it. Obviously it's done really well. It was at Sundance, I believe first and got rave reviews. And then they've slowly been like trotting it out uh, over the summer. I think it's definitely the movie from the first half of the year. I mean, along with like Spider-Verse and probably Barbie and Oppenheimer that like are the Oscar uh, sort of yeah contenders going into the fall already. And yeah, it's just really beautiful. Uh, I think the ending's really strong. There's, it, it's just, uh, yeah, a really like quiet, but sort of perfect movie at the same time. Um, it reminds me of you know, something more like a Flo the Florida Project yeah. um, in its kind of like 
quiet unassumingness, but then it gets you at the end with all the emotion. And yeah, you know, you just leave the theater uh, sort of sobbing and wondering who you uh, were in love with in your past life, who's now just lurking around in the universe. I love that So really, you know, give you an existential (laughs) crisis if you need one. We we all need one. Uh, You know, what is life? Um, I'm excited to see it. I, I'll check every now and then if it's like streaming anywhere or available near me, but it's not yet. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that has to be coming out soon on streaming, right? I mean, I thought, I thought so, but it's still in theaters. Technically, they're just like far away from me. Oh like yeah. You could watch indie. it now for 1999. Yeah, I know. I uh, should just, <laughs> I should just it buy it at funny. this point. But... Well, wait, now you live in LA though. No, I know that I the theater is like, like 30 miles away. It's you like You really have no excuse now to not see anything. I do have Shelby. an excuse. It's called I don't have time or a car to get down there. <laughs> Shelly, if you have time to not feel an earthquake because you're just <laughs> re-listening to Ryan Gosling sing over and over again, you have time to get your ass in a car and drive to, I don't know, Laurel Canyon. I'm just listing yeah. out places. Driving to Montecino and go see this movie. Maybe. We'll see. Is it long? I feel like it's long. Silver Lake? I don't think so. It's like, it's definitely under two hours. It's maybe like an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah. Okay. 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 As long as it's not drive my car. Like, oh my gosh. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not drive my car energy. Thank you. It's like, it's a, it's a low, it's like a quiet, low budget. U.S. movie, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't no, have that much I just time. meant Drive My Car was like six hours long and it was Right, just yeah, like... but but that's <laughs> Japanese cinema where they love to have a 15-hour a movie. You're right. When you're I was right. watching those J- Japan movies before I went to Japan earlier this year, it's like, oh, the runtime for all of these <laughs> is actually 12 days. So, great. <laughs> okay, so what from my lineup are you most likely to watch? Um. <laughs> wait. Go through your top ten again. Okay. Spider Man. Definitely Barbie, missing. Polite Society. Um. Rye Lane. Missing. They clone Tyrone. Um. I'm gonna say like I really do want to watch Rye Lane, and I feel like also um, Missing would be on my list. Okay. What are you gonna watch? Bo is afraid. No, I'll watch Evan Age. I'll give you that one. Asteroid City. No. <laughs> no. Cocaine Bear? No, I wrote, I've seen that. I saw that one. I was first to see did that one. Did we do an episode on We did an episode Bear? on that. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. I <laughs> loved that movie. Such a yeah. gem. Yeah. I'm <sighs> honestly surprised it's higher than Megan, but I, I guess that's good. I don't know. The th- here's the thing about Megan. I did really like it, but I wanted it to be gorier. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and it wasn't. The, yeah. I wanted you the wanted blood, the and we didn't yeah. get the blood. Yeah. Um, but okay. Well, well did you watch cr- the X-rated cut or the? Well, n- I mean, I watched like the scenes, but it basically only add like it didn't add more scenes. Oh, okay. It was just the couple of scenes that were there were bloody. Oh, okay, <laughs> still not enough. Still not right. Satiated. Yeah, I'm like I I will be excited for whenever Megan two comes out and she you know like slaughters a school bus yeah. full of children or something. Yeah. You know, like that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Although I did like the fact that they killed the dog. You know, like Aww. I always love. Uh, yeah. They don't show that, do they? No, I don't think okay. so. Uh, no, the dog just like disappears. But are you here like the Yelp or whatever? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this was great. Yeah. Glad we figured this out. Um, <laughs> gives us late. some some input in or like um 
insight into what will be happening on our year end yeah. roundups. But we yeah. have a lot of movies to watch before then, including things, you know, like Maestro and yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Dune 2. Although the strikes look like they might be. No, I don't think so. I think they just said that the studios tricked them by saying that they wanted to talk, but then they were just like, take our deal or die. And so then they're back at it. Oh, they are? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, well, never mind. So, (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, then maybe we won't get any more movies and this will actually be our top 10 for the year. (laughs) Um, Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Do you want to watch the summer I turn pretty? Because I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Isn't that that's multiple seasons? (laughs) I can't watch multiple seasons of summer. That's not a movie, right? No, it's two seasons at this point. I'm looking up 2023 movies. There has to be something. When does when does uh, my big fat Greek wedding three come out? (laughs) That's that's around the corner somewhere, and I'm like, I don't really want to see it, but (laughs) yeah, it's lurking. We could do an episode on Sound of Freedom. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. Like if you if you want to hear me rant harder than I did about Oppenheimer, then that's the one to make me do it. Yeah, I really don't there's not that much coming out. You are so not invited to my bot mitzvah. That's it's <laughs> coming out on Netflix. Wait, starring Wait, Adam Sandler's the, yeah, that's daughter. Adam Sandler's kids. Uh, yeah, it looks like wait, it's supposed to be good. Maybe we should watch yeah. that. That sounds great. Yeah. And, I don't want to uh, see Gran Turismo. Oh, teaming back up from... Um, uh, uh, and Kajams. Also, The Equalizer 3 comes out. Oh, wow. Good for us. But I haven't seen the first two, so that's probably a no-go. Okay. We'll have to figure <laughs> out what we're doing next. Maybe Golda, Helen Mirren playing Golda My Ear. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I'm like, how does that work? Uh, Okay, yeah, but we will be back next week talking about something. We just have to figure out what it is. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys then. Bye.